Welcome to Bath Cafe Diaries, episode number four. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about sustainability, Mother Earth, decolonizing nature, ideas of gendering nature, our own views on fast fashion and consumer culture. And we have some recommendations for you at the end of some Instagrams, books, some documentaries. Yes, a lot of documentaries. (laughs) So get ready and listen to the episode. How did we start the podcast? I completely oh, forgot. It's been so long. It's been too long. <laughs> ah. um, but like, I feel like I've been away. I feel like I've forgotten like how to work. speak. I <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Episode? What episode is it? Four. Four. Okay. Four's my lucky number. It's oh my be a good episode. It's going to be a great one. We have been away. Been away. For a long time. Easter. Like had Easter. Nice Easter. We've had a nice Easter break and we're back. I hope everybody's had things. a nice Easter. Yeah. But last week, well not last week, mm-hmm. last time, we said we were going to do sustainability. Yes. This time. Okay. Should I go for it? Welcome to the pot. Welcome to the pot. Grab yourself a tea. Yes. Got a tea. Get comfy. Tea. Yeah. <laughs> and let's chat. Yeah. What have you done today that was sustainable? Oh gosh. <laughs> There's something every day. I mean, we're quite good. I use a shampoo bar. And I haven't been anywhere, so I haven't used any, you know, vehicles. Yeah. But I usually walk <laughs> anyway. Because I just haven't left the house <laughs> today. <laughs> so. i very sustainable. Sustainability. I've yes. just been in my room all day. Okay. Let's. Can Music. I. I'm going to read you through. Yeah. I'm going to. Because I wrote so many notes, but they also don't make sense. This is on a documentary? Um, Yes, on a documentary that Phoebe recommended me, our housemate, that was about a Neolithic settlement. Right. Nine and a half thousand years ago. So, like, we're going way back. Um, It was... Way back. Way back. It was discovered by an archaeologist named James Mellor, which I learned today. Um, It's in Turkey, and the settlement is called Katahoyuk. That's all the information you need to know about that. And I found it so fascinating because it was a, um old city. It was basically labelled the world's first city. And they discovered that the way that they got out of their houses, they had no streets. All of them were like completely next to each other with no gaps in between. And they were really trying to work out how they got in and out. And they had holes in their roofs where they'd have a ladder and the way they'd walk across the city is across roofs, oh, and then they'd my go. Gosh, in. can we do that now? I know <laughs> that would be cool. so fun. I'm so jealous. Ima- of oh my gosh! Imagine being like, oh, I'm going to the shop, or I'm going to someone's house, and we just like climb upstairs. Yeah, literally. And go along the roofs. <laughs> along the roofs. I just think it'd oh be fun. We'd be high up all the time. It'd be so beautiful. That would be a lot of fun. How amazing! That was the first. City. <laughs> we need to take advice on this. We do. We really do. We need to live like they did. Yeah. And like inside their homes, obviously this isn't really climate change or environment, but I just can't. <laughs> <be interesting. laughs> but it. Will it will get there okay. eventually bear with me um they had like amazing pots and things and that's where phoebe showed me this documentary because they um their like ceramics were all women and they're all very shapely 
um, and very sweet. They had like small hands and like small heads and like big bodies. They were really small interesting. Heads and big small hands, big bodies, <laughs> like big floppy boobs. It was great. Um, I love that. And I just think, yeah, actually, I want to show you a picture while we're here. Oh, yeah. It's just for context. Okay. It was so pretty. Everybody have a Google. Yeah. Of Catahoyak. I don't it's know how to say. What do you need to do? C A T A L H O Y U K. That's really long. Um, here we go. And they had this one. This is the one I'm showing Ella right now. That was um, a sculpture of this woman who was meant to be like the Mother Earth figure. Um, that's how like the archaeologists viewed it, um, because she's like with these two heads of like I think lions, I guess, yeah. kind of like that, um, and she's meant to be like this statue and this figure of like something bigger than herself, like a like. Wait, so they sculpted? Is this was this like based on themselves, or was this like a figure that they created? Um, from speculation, the thing it made it seem like a figure they created that they. Upholded like a mother earth kind of figure. That's interesting. Which is cool. But a lot of his he the guy, what's his name? James Mellart did like embellish a lot in the story and tried to make it more like they um valued women a lot more. Because when they looked at the skeletons, all of the man and women were exactly the same. Like the the way they had decomposed wasn't there weren't many differences showing that they were equal in their way of life. They didn't like men didn't work harder or whatever they were equal, mm. which is amazing because where's the equality today? But I loved that fact. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Mm, it was very cool. I mean, it shows that when you go way, way back. Mm. How long ago is this? Nine and a half thousand years ago. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know. It's like people need to look back at these times to show mm. that there's no intrinsic value to any of our hierarchical systems. Mm. So it wasn't the there. way they lived was so different. I think that's why I was just so like in awe of their way of life. Yeah. Because it's just so different to ours. Wow. There we are. There's a little history lesson. <laughs> now let's get on to I might the watch the documentary. Watch it. It was really cool. How long was it? It's on BBC. It was like an hour. Okay. Yeah. It's like a series. It's um what's it called? Actually I'll tell you. It's called Raiders of the Lost Past by Janina Ramirez. And it's season two, episode three, The World's First City. That's so weird though. Wait, I don't know if I'm going to include this okay. in there. But how they, I don't know, because I feel like everybody now like questions that would we have always got to this point like would we have always created some kind of mm. superior higher mm, being like a deity yeah and it's just mm. interesting that even then in this small community that wasn't influenced by any anything no that they still did that yeah it kind it's of shows that value in our yeah. lives yeah but it's like it kind of shows that they still would always have created something to look up to yeah um, but it's like I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing because I think a lot of people put even mm-hmm. environmental problems that we have now yeah. onto the fact that we have created the idea of like having like a higher power yeah yeah right I don't know I also just think people have put a lot of pressure in faith yeah like you know in fixing our problems yeah and that makes people not act 
because they're like, well, if that higher figure will figure it out. Huh? Yeah. So, mm. I don't know. It's mm. confusing. It keeps my mind out. But yeah, because okay. everyone was just like thinking about that the reason why we do everything. I think it's always based on mm. that kind of higher yeah. figure or. Makes us act yeah. and not act at the same time. Mm. Um, if we're talking like going back to like the history of where Mother Nature was like, where we can see it in history, I've like been Googling and it's like the Greek um, said it was like Gaia was theirs or um, taken from that. It's like in Roman times they used terror and they were like these spiritual deities that just like existed, as we said, as like a higher power to like worship, I guess, or as like a figure of like the planet and the earth. And always represented by a mum, or like a mother, obviously. And I feel like this there's this thing with the spiritual connection women have to nature. There's like a fear and judgment around women and nature together, especially like old times. I'm thinking like witch trials and that kind of yeah. thing of like when women are seen as like being free in nature or expressing themselves like with like paganism or something mm. when they're out in nature and free I feel like that's when it becomes like threatening to men yeah there is that whole thing of like nature will always have that ultimate power mm. over us or that like sublime power and I mm. think we see that with like the pandemic yeah oh my god can't don't want to mention it but you have to it's like <laughs> no matter how you know whatever intelligent you try mm. and become or the things you try and create Ultimately, we can't change the laws of nature and what they're going to mm. do. The world ended, it would still end, <laughs> no matter yeah, what we tried to do to stop it. And I feel like the way nature is becoming even more uncontrollable um, is just like an example of that. And also, women are seen in the same like kind of point of view or like used the same words, if that makes sense. Yes. Well, that idea that like. This might be completely wild, but yeah, like, or if if women have any kind of dominance or superiority, it's always at the expense of male power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not. (laughs) It seems thought of of that way. The patriarchy considers itself to be like one with nature, and women are always like, you know, reclaiming that part of themselves of being with nature. Yeah, but. There's kind of an oppression rooted in nature and our connection to it. They're always like pitted below them. So it's yeah. still like oppressive if we're reclaiming nature because they're still like, yeah, oppressed. I think it's probably that. that sense. Yeah, it's, I think it's that like binary opposition between obviously nature mm-hmm. and women, or women being situated on the side of nature yeah. and that being seen as something that is in the past and mm-hmm. regressive. And yeah. then men with obviously enlightenment rationality science that's going to lead to progress in the future and so we're sort of always pushed back back yeah Mm -hmm. that's why i feel like pitting ourselves to like the figure of a mother earth which i feel like we're always put as like a mother or that feels like we're going back in time Mm. i was i wrote a bit here on my notes about um motherhood the idea of just like our purpose being having children whereas men don't have that as much or it's not really like given to them as a title no. so a bit stressful that's definitely a part of the problem sometimes even though it's perfectly like natural and amazing that we can have children it's just always making us push to the past yeah 
Mm. It's just a bit, it's a bit worrying that we are in a world now that does prioritise science yeah. and everything that is associated mm, with masculinity. Yeah. So it's like not really going to going to change because no, obviously we want to thing. progress we want to develop and that is all associated with everything that's opposite to nature mm. but, but then if because we, we want, need to save nature we but, need to save the world yeah yeah but we're going like towards we're science get, yeah. and technology <laughs> we're going the other way yeah, yeah. We, we need to combine the two like it is working so i'm reading um who cares wins by lily cole i really uh, want this sounds amazing interesting. Book. it's really like a full-on bible it's good it tells you, like, because I'm always like, oh, technology just seems like such a negative thing because it doesn't, feels like it's the contribution to the mm. environment changing and, you know, the crisis that we're in. But when I'm reading the book, it's actually like, it's, they're using technology to develop nature further and to it sustain definitely it. It does have positives. So it does have positives. It just, it just needs to be sounds, in the hands of the right people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. quickly I just want to like finish that off mm-hmm. if we're also looking at motherhood um and that kind of thing connecting to this is like virginity and like how sacred virginity is I feel like when I'm researching this I'm seeing such like a judgment between women like reclaiming their sexuality um in nature because I feel like that's like where if I'm looking at like desire it comes in when women are like sexualized, but as soon as they have sex and they become damaged. And I feel like nature also has the same thing where as soon as it's damaged, it's no longer worth anything. And just like women, as long as they're, yeah. as soon as they're abused or raped or damaged in any way, they become discarded. Yeah. And nature, I feel like, is the same thing. Again, it might can't eyes. lead to any progress. Yeah. Kind of thing, I guess. The fact that we discard land so quickly to build on at the moment it's only a value to us for use for if we can get something out of it yeah and that's i feel like the same way women have been viewed yeah it's just really sad sad reality (laughs) that i've learned or like realized it's just interesting because like there's these two point of views of like women reclaiming their nature can also be like like we spoke about negative but when in the excavation when they discovered that figure of mother earth it was in the 1960s and it was like the time of like feminist movements so they were seeing that figure and they were like yes in the past they celebrated women and I feel like loads of women of that time were really proud to be a woman or like just it gave them some like hope for their generation and they looked at the skeletons and they were all equal and they realized that that figure may not have even been worshipped it may have just been the archaeologist inventing his idea and putting it onto something I also find that really interesting the way archaeologists can like be storytellers yeah of like fabricating the narrative of like what they find yeah and that's not history that's just their own interpretation but that that's like all of history that's yeah that's, <laughs> that's all of history. literally all of history it's just really messed with my head hello hello we're just doing the podcast uh, sorry Yeah, what were we saying? Um, how history oh, yeah, is fabricated. Just all, just all of it, yeah. 
It is, I know. Because it's just that one perspective, mm. that one male observation. There was a really it's good quite quote. Scary. I'm not, never going to remember it. Mm. But that you should always look at the history of sort of, not necessarily the victims, but the people that didn't have a say in history. You should always look at their history mm. to get the truth about the world or something. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. And I can't remember who said it or what the quote was, but it was no, good. That's cool, though. That's very true. Yeah, I don't know who said that. <laughs> You're always getting history from the most powerful people. Yeah. Never like the civilians or whatever. Mm-hmm. Who would have just been creating it for whoever they thought was deemed worthy of it, I guess. It's just our roommates yes. unpacking their shopping. <laughs> that was Sainsbury's trip. Yeah. <laughs> I love how that's amongst our topic right now. <laughs> so funny. I like it's changing even more though because I feel like in like the you know, way back, even in the 90s, not even that long ago, it was climate change. And it was like, oh, don't mention climate change. I feel like when I watch that old sitcoms or something, it's like glossed over and mentioned like once. But it's never, now it's the becoming the climate crisis because we're getting closer to some kind of... Kind of cool that that like, I mean, it's not cool, but I feel like, mm. I mean, it's sort of becoming, as you say before, I think it was glossed over. Mm. Like it wasn't seen of as cool to care about True. whereas now I actually yeah. you know you speak to someone and if they care you're like oh my gosh they're cool yeah and it's a bit weird but it's kind it of a flipped. good it's obviously a good thing because it is promoting mm-hmm. it even though it's sort of in a way that's becoming weird, kind of fashionable it's, yeah it's but, become like mainstream to yeah. be into the climate also maybe that's the if it's, it's gonna work <laughs> if it's helping like then. how Greta became like you know a pivotal figure in the yeah. media and I feel like having that just she became like you know popular and mainstream like a household name or something yeah. she's now she's like it's kind of so like, well known like fashion too yeah kind of like i don't know before if you were like oh my gosh i got this from a charity shop or i used to like not really tell people mm-hmm. if i got something from a charity shop i feel like i used to be like yeah oh people it's from it smells or something yeah i'd like look at the label and say that i actually got it from there mm-hmm. or something whereas now it's like it's cool like, say everybody's like, like i got it. yeah I got, I got it for a pound from the charity shop Literally. and like everyone's like oh that's great well done or yeah i swapped it with my friend or something yeah actually seen as like <laughs> a fun cool thing to be sustainable yeah it's not as negative as it once was yeah yeah my mum always took me to charity shops it's just like our bonding activity to like do that and I feel like some friends would come along with me and they'd be like why are we in here yeah and now it's cool wild child moment (laughs) yeah literally (laughs) why are we in what is this but you get cute stuff so you can but it's another but it's still kind of a thing that people almost see it as just a fashionable thing like almost just like a joke like not really a That's joke true, but actually. I think people you know don't really they're not that environmentally mm. aware but they'll still be like oh I got this at a um like a thrift shop mm. or when something a, just because when it's, it's a like, thrift store it's cooler yeah just because it's cool but it is better for the environment so it doesn't really matter yeah part of me even if you're not have the right intentions at least you're being sustainable so like meh. yeah but with it's just good that the life. world at least is going that way especially people our age yeah it's like Someone says that they got it from. Mm. Don't want to put this in. Someone says that they got it from Boohoo. Now mm. everyone's like, "You don't put that in because I sound judgy." No, it's true though. <laughs> Whereas, yeah, 
I just feel like when someone says they got it from like someone that makes their garments really cheaply or abuses their workers or whatever, you know, many things would go into that. There's many names we could drop. <laughs> we wouldn't be sued because no one listens to this. <laughs> but I just think then you're like disappointed in them, yeah. which is not good, but yeah. it's also good because we're becoming is more aware yeah. of the negative side of it. And I also just think um, with the like whole, what was it, the International Women's Day and people were buying tops from like fashion companies that I won't name that obviously do not pay their workers enough and give them poor conditions. And then they were like, oh, International Women's Day, posting with a t-shirt that was made by a worker that was underpaid. I'm just like, that is so hypocritical. So, yeah. As you've been hearing that, I see that. It makes me so mad. You do. I remember someone talking about it. That's with, what I um, got from her book. That's the I, said, I don't, I don't know a lot about this, but I remember someone talking about it with like a protest mm. that went on. I don't, yeah. I can't really remember what it was, but it was like a protest where they wear costumes, kind of thing, uh, yeah. and it was for the environmental crisis. But mm. someone like looked into how much plastic was used in making their costumes, oh. and it was like so much. And it's like it's just like what? Yeah. What? <laughs> what are you doing? Line? Yeah. True. It's weird to be protesting for the environment in a plastic costume. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Okay. Hot water is ready to drink. I don't know if that was all a mess. But we'll see. Um, I'm not talking about her book more. Mm. Depends how fine you no, are. I can but talk to you. That just sounds really interesting. Talk about this too. Um, I'm reading from Who Cares Wins. Reasons for Optimism Optimism in a Changing World by Lily Cole. I didn't know that that was the full title. Mm. So she is optimistic in it. Yeah. It's um. Reasons for Optimism. That's like the point. Oh, okay. So it's going through I definitely need to read that. <laughs> it's not the, like it does have, it's quite negative, but it does have like all the progression that's being made, like with plastics or farming or fast fashion and different companies that are out there and mixed in with like her own experiences with sustainability um i got lots of facts from this if you want to know some facts just you know fun um so this one that i thought was interesting was the richest 10 percent of the world are responsible for half the world's emissions mm. so we can really see the divide there and we see like the systems of division in like everything to be honest like everything to do with wealth and like how people who are in will have more money are in a better place to deal with environmental consequences from environmental disasters just and i feel like that's a mindset that a lot of privileged people have yeah. even a small smart privilege it's a think, mindset that a lot of humanity yeah it sort is. of holds i think yeah that will be okay somehow that will somehow get out or of the this. mindsets that you hear yeah as you say which would not think, be people in yeah it affects everyone. I just think that that's it's a weird mindset to think, oh, just because I'm rich, it won't affect me. It might affect you later, but it'll still affect you, and it's still affecting you in small ways. Yeah. I just think a lot of people don't seem to... I just find it mad that... This is kind of judgmental, but people don't see the consequences of their actions. Who are richer, I mean. Like, obviously, some situation, there is no other option. Like, say, um, period pads. Sometimes people... There is no other option. Yeah. Because they cannot afford it. Like, because it's very expensive and it is a privilege to be environmentally conscious in your life in, like, every aspect. It shouldn't have to be. But it shouldn't have to be. That's just the way the world is, like, 
constructed, which sucks. I don't know what the point that was, it's just annoying, but... Because we do, don't we put any kind of profit over morality? Mm. And I think, so if you can profit from mm. anything, regardless of if it's moral, yeah. companies are going to do it. I feel like if whoever's listening to this wants to get deeper into, like, I don't know, finding out more things that are more obscure, um, Simon Reeves has really interesting documentaries that I watch with my parents when I'm home. And one's like called The Americas and it goes into like um Canada and stuff and talks about like how oil breaks them there, but also it gives you like a different perspective that you didn't even think about and how something like that which you see is so devastating and horrible that's happening to our planet is actually like providing for all the villagers that live there and giving them like a community right. and a life. So you're seeing like the horrible side but also like the community behind that are working at those plants and how it's sustaining people's lives i just feel like you're getting like so many different perspectives that you wouldn't think about before even that doesn't really relate it's just interesting and i feel like it speaks about rich versus poor oh divorce voice a just lot gone so sorry <laughs> i haven't spoken a lot today <laughs> but yeah it was it's really good mad about lots of things because i watched that film what what's it called promising young woman i watched the other day i know i feel like it, this is like almost going more to like a, f- a feminist episode it is than, a, than an environmental episode, an environmental episode. could just title it more like feminism <laughs> and the environment or something yeah just because i was taking a turn that film broke me need I to watch it, it. It's the story she used Did to Did she talk about nature at any point? Um, no. No. <laughs> if we wanted to talk about nature in terms of, like, you know, how you're shaped by nature, then yes. And <laughs> <laughs> not nature <laughs> at all. What would we be like if we were only shaped by nature Ooh. and not yeah. nature? That's really know. weird. But then that tribe still created yeah they still created a figure of some kind yeah so so that kind of suggests we would always make the same mistakes yeah if it's like had a second chance my um my (laughs) weird book that made my head fucked was the um how to stop time by matt haig which was about how women women people like can't say talking about women too much talking about women too much how um we always make the same mistakes because he had lived for like you know thousands of years and he just kept seeing the same things repeated over and over in history Mm -hmm. because we think we'll change and then we're always the same we put we put a lot of um like we sort of prioritize remembering the suffering Mm -hmm. but we don't remember like why it happened or how it happened. Yeah. And I, that's what people forget. And how that could happen again. again. Yeah. yeah. It was always that overproduction. Like the production of things that aren't necessary. Yeah, that was why it was wrong. Yeah. Why we were bad to today. Yeah, because if you were only doing things to survive... And the world then would be in a better place. Yeah. Yeah. But we have that idea of... Yeah. And we need more... Break. But I feel like that's just a human condition thinking that we always need something more. I don't know. I mean, that's, I think yeah, it's, it's an really interesting 
debate because I think people would argue that. Like I think people would argue that it couldn't have been any different because it is like yeah, an innately human thing to always mm-hmm. want more. But I, I don't, I don't really think that to be honest. Not every human is like that, obviously. No, I just think we, I think we created that idea that there that we could need more. Be, Something that, there, that there was more, mm-hmm. and then we desire it. Yeah. yeah, true. Okay. Should we talk about the book more? Yeah, I was thinking, do we want to talk about fashion? Because this is where my notes are okay. now. I'm going to carry on with notes from the book. The book. <laughs> the book. <laughs> okay. Um, there's this thing about, again, it's kind of society-based, but fashion is like, always been embedded in our culture of like loving to be adorned or like look a certain way consumer culture exactly and I feel like fashion is something that um we engage in when we're like children say with our like family member whatever same with me and my mum it would be like a way of like bonding we'd go out and we'd shop and it's just this is why it's so like difficult to come back from fashion or to think about it in like fast fashion ways if that makes sense obviously I did charity shopping with her as well but there's always like everyone always wants to like have the newest thing or and that's always ingrained in us to like want to go out and win up someone else or impress someone else or whatever it's because Um, other people do are doing all you know everyone's doing the same mm -hmm. like if you're valuing what you look like you're also mm-hmm. valuing what other people look okay. like you yeah. know you're basing their identity on what they're wearing mm-hmm. as well so people and people know that mm-hmm. and, and so they do want to dress a certain way because you know you're going to be judged on that yeah and it is that where everyone's doing it you're like well I've got to do it too because I've got to stay cool that's why it's good that sustainability is becoming cooler yeah because in when we were young and we like go to have non-school from day or something you'd be like I had to dress cool today Stress. because like everyone is gonna look at my outfit and yeah. judge me you'd, and like yeah you would plan you'd want to go to new look and buy something new because you'd be new. like new yeah new look. <laughs> funny like, so it's, in, it's in all the advertisement all the names yeah all the us to want new things mm-hmm. building our this. desires mm-hmm. and i watched um a really freaking long documentary once i don't know why this whole podcast is about documentaries mm. it's the one all about consumerism called century of the self and it was very like heavily focused on like freud it was also about the pr consultant edward benet's and how he constructed a load of advertisement and just the way that our world works today and how we like want new things and how we women especially aimed at women and their desires and like how companies build the insecurity as well as they build the desire yeah and how they build characters types in adverts that we want to be that person we want that car we want to go on that drive and be that person and that's how they get us yeah because i mean i think a lot of people are aware of sort of how much power language has Mm -hmm. but also the power of like an image or an aesthetic Mm -hmm. is really interesting definitely mad men that program is also so similar to this because it's the same idea of an advertising agency i have seen one episode Mm -hmm. of that it was good i didn't realize i've only watched like two seasons rory Rory, well. isn't it Rory? Gilmore Girl Girls, is it? When? Did you, you watch like a later episode than me? She's not in it yet. I could be completely wrong. If it is her, that'd be really cool. Yes, it mm. is. It is her. Wait, 
Is one as well? I watched the Lady Lazarus one. Oh, I haven't seen old ones, or like newer ones. I mean, I've only ever seen season one and two. Oh my god. I'm going to carry on watching it just for Rory. That one was yes. very good. Very good. I'm, I'm at the beginning, so I'm just like being introduced to the characters and how much all the men are assholes, basically. That's the only one I've seen. Interesting. I'll give it a go. Keep carrying on with that show. Where are we? We <laughs> just keep that in. Um, I'm sure a lot of people watch Gilmore Girls. I'm sure they do. It's amazing. Watch that. It'll bring you some joy. <laughs> After this episode, watch an episode of that and then you'll feel better. Look at Dean. Yeah, look at Dean. Lorelai's great. It's fine. It's a happy mm. show. <laughs> Forget your worries. Um, yeah, a part of this like whole um, you need to consume is the fact that Lots of companies right now are rebranding themselves as like conscious consumerism, which is literally just like the biggest oxymoron and it doesn't exist because that's not a thing. Greenwashing. Um, and I feel like even my family members that I have that like are falling for it, even I fall for it. Yeah. When I see a company and it's like, oh, sustainable cotton or something, I'm like, oh, yes. Or like hemp clothing, the way that they're like rebranding things. Why is hemp on everything at the moment? (laughs) Like cannabis oil is also everywhere. (laughs) Plants, you know. Like, yeah. I feel like it's bad for mentioning shops. But I always find it like, there's so many hemp things in like, Poundland right now. Yeah, (laughs) it's just very odd. It feels dodgy. I'm like, where are you getting all of this from? And it's like thick plastic that packaging, and it says hemp on the side. I'm like, I've stopped shopping minus like underwear because that's ridiculously expensive. Yeah. At like fast fashion, so I'm doing like Depop and trash shop only. Literally or, only. And trying not to buy too much because I think the best way, to be honest, to buy stuff is not to buy stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the best way to be sustainable. But if, when I need something, it'll be a trash shop, whatever. Um, when it's fun, because shopping is fun, and that way they'll never take that away from me. <laughs> but like, I feel a guilt when I go to like Poundland. Yeah. Or like, because that's something you're just gonna have to do. Or like a supermarket. Sometimes. I'm questioning like, why am I? I'm buying this fruit that's like travelled so far to get to me, but I like tropical fruits, but I feel guilty, and it's just annoying. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. Well, like, it's not at all. It's good. It's a good thing that I like chocolate yeah. fruits. No, I mean, like, to have that guilt. Oh. I think people need more guilt. That makes sense. like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not to have tropical like, fruits. <laughs> like you say, you do Yeah, that's so true. I feel guilty, but... Everyone you know, has everyone, that guilt. Everyone needs that. No, well, no, they don't. I think everyone needs but that yeah, awareness. True, actually, not everyone. Mm. In everything I'm thinking about, there's always this... Um, mindset of like obviously this is what I'm doing and I'm in a very privileged position and that's what I just need to put out there because like some people obviously don't have enough money and they have to shop in Primark no I'm just think I'm just being critical but they do say, like, <laughs> they do say they should shop in like, charge shops but then yeah. there's this thing about charge shops getting more expensive because, because everyone's shopping that's in so them wrong. which yeah. is so wrong yeah, that shouldn't happen. Because it used to be know. way more affordable. I just think it can definitely be not all the time, but used as a bit of an excuse. That's so to true. Not care. Yeah, because it's not. I hear that it's so not much. like you have to go for the most expensive, mm-hmm. eco-friendly, you know, yeah, shop or whatever. Like, there are other means of finding sustainable options. Yeah, try to find it out with 
vegetarianism as well. When people mm. say it's way too expensive to be vegan or vegetarian. But I'm like, and there are means. There, you know, there are where I do get it. You can some be... things, yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. Know, things in the vegan aisle are like, wow, really? Yeah. But when also, that's a packet of like something and a whole chicken yeah. is like a fraction of the price. Yeah. But most of the time you but can also do you it can too. go to the vegetable aisle and get things for 10p. Yeah. Which... You get a carrot for literally like five p. Yeah, and I know people so. will be like, "I can't live off a carrot." Like, yeah, <laughs> no, that's, that's protein, true. But, but also, there are other means of cheaper proteins. If you were doing it on a budget, you'd have to just get like canned chickpeas or yeah. lentils or yeah. Look, that alternative you just wouldn't be able to have the fake meat because that is expensive, ridiculously yeah, it so. So it's difficult. yeah, there is that mindset yeah. of like, oh, maybe you know, I don't know. It's a privilege to be that way, but also. I'm sure there are ways around it in some circumstances. And I think everyone just needs to, like, you know, have that attempt, you know. Yeah, even if you're trying, that's enough. And I don't think it should be one small thing. I think at the end of this, I might also recommend some, like, people to follow or whatever, because there's some online that I like that don't do it perfectly. I feel like there's a lot of pressure to be, like, the most perfect, sustainable person ever and just, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I mean, bamboo toothbrush everywhere you go whatever and even like so, talking about it yeah kind of one of those things that again people are like scared to because you're gonna get oh things God, wrong yeah. and i think doing this podcast we're getting everything wrong probably but it's <laughs> like isn't you know that is it's cringy but it's probably the best way to mm-hmm. learn and yeah. surely it's better to do yeah, something like this get it wrong yeah learn yeah. from that rather than just ignoring it mm-hmm. that's gonna not gonna make any difference no, is it's it? not at all A quote by William Morris that I really liked. Have nothing in your house that you do not know to be useful or believe to be beautiful. Oh, I like and, that. Um, I really loved that. Just like heartwarming. So all you need is just less in your life. And I think that was his nice minimalism motto. Actually, something I'm thinking about on another note is when we were talking about like shopping at fast fashion companies, even though like a lot of them, yeah, don't go there um and also the ones that are being like we're sustainable but also some are like having recycle programs and things like come here and give us your like old tights or something so there are some kind of benefits because you can recycle clothing there and like h&m i know has a recycle program oh really Mm. oh yeah i have seen i've seen that in the shop yeah so that is something because tights do get discarded a lot into a shop (laughs) yes And, like, um, in Boots now, they have, like, the makeup recycling things. Yes. Yeah. I've just seen that. So, they're trying. They're trying. (laughs) Um, If we're recommending stuff, I have, like, a few that I want to give a go. Um, I have, like, so many single people I follow. I think, first off, that curly top. Instagram and YouTube are great from her and she has like the most creative outfit inspiration like very colourful very cutesy um so recommend her and I feel like but yeah she's mainly about like sustainable fashion and like thrifting that kind of thing there's also a girl called um sustainably vegan Amy Lucas but her Instagram sustainably vegan and 
it's all about like not being perfect and her YouTube's really good. She does like those videos, it's like 101 or whatever it is, 100 sustainable things you can do. And I love those because they're like really quick and short and snappy but you learn so much. So that's really helpful. And I remember at the beginning of like discovering, now it's raining, <laughs> at the beginning of like me discovering sustainability and that kind of thing, um, she had this movement called the low impact movement, I think it was. It was like because everyone was saying I want to be zero waste zero waste is the only way to go and I was like well that's a lot of pressure I follow this blogger it's called mama eats plants it's all about zero waste and max the manor at the time those are both of my blogs because it was back in the day when blogs were a big deal and I was like following them and really excited and then I found her and I was like wow I don't have to be perfect yeah because she's all about imperfect sustainability and those other two were like about being strictly zero waste so it was really helpful to have someone like that. Yeah. Because you did an environmental module. What kind of books do. do you think you recommend for like someone getting into this? Um, I think. I mean, I it's an awkward one because I read more, obviously, articles, yeah. not books necessarily. Um, I have heard that, I've forgotten who wrote it actually, but the decolonizing nature is meant to be. I haven't read it, but... Oh wait, yeah, Decolonising Nature, Contemporary Art and the Politics of Ecology. Yes. Book by TJ Demons. Yes. That is meant to be very good. Because, I mean, if we're going to talk about some... Mm. That's, like, deeper into it, that's cool. Yeah. Some positive ways Mm. of how to get out of this, Mm. I think. Does it give some? I don't know necessarily if it gives too many positive ways of looking at mm. but I think just this idea of decolonizing nature is literally like the key mm. one of the key things that's so interesting I would say to keep up as we've Google been speaking search. about throughout the whole thing it's mm. this idea of humanity having this kind of supremacy over nature and over land yeah that's led to any kind of mm. commodification of land and people yeah and I think you know if we decolonize it nature then, mm-hmm. then it the does the exact opposite of that it does yeah yeah any other recommendations you have? Oh, mm. as i repeat again i recommended um who cares wins readings for optimism in a changing world i think it is by lily cole and simon reeves the america series documentary watch today readers of the lost past with jimena ramirez um series two episode three world's first city to be our recommendations i mean I the, thinking, the, the i won't give like it's pretty hefty to be honest <laughs> there's a lot in there that's good mm. Mm. positivity thank you that's the word we need <laughs> i feel like we have been very deep so go watch an episode of gilmore girls yeah there's your positivity <laughs> bye <laughs> i can't help can't help Hmm. Mm. I think the thing that keeps me going <laughs> like, oh God. <laughs> that makes me think there's a little bit of hope is that a lot of people are waking up to this. Yeah. And that there's a lot of like if you read Who Cares Wins, that book is actually just showing me that there's so much progression happening in a lot of different industries like too much for me to even say I can't remember many of them but there were loads and it just makes you feel like there's hope 
There is. And also, um, there another is. recommendation, we're just carrying on from this. I just thought of an echo, another, an echo, <laughs> an echo <laughs> recommendation. It's been too long. <laughs> How long have we been talking for now? Like, two hours. Two hours. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Did I'll you want to my, say yours yeah. first? Um, I think <laughs> while I try to learn how to talk. <laughs> Mine wasn't really, um, what's yours? That to do with, I mean, it's just to do with the world in general, mm. so I guess. What's your but that on Netflix, um, Can't Get You Out of My Head. Ooh, what's that? It's good. I've only seen one episode, but about that whole consumer culture Ooh. thing again. And That's cool. like I say, I think having that awareness that, mm we led to all of this yeah. is a bit depressing because we have that kind of moral responsibility mm-hmm. and that feeling of guilt that you were talking about yeah but i think if you realize that and you have that awareness and you can kind of change that perspective to then thinking that well if we made it we can change it you know i like that can... positivity yeah. yeah that's a good outlook i think um uh what i was gonna say was greta's documentary like, there is actually a new one coming out, I feel like, as a series. I can't remember. But the one that's, like, her first documentary on the BBC is, like, weirdly positive. Even though it is, like, so sad and you see her and her mental health struggles through it and through, like, her going around different protests and doing speeches and how, like, disrespected she was. But you also learn about, like, how much hope there is because that one little girl have the footage from like the first time she ever went out in front of the Swedish parliament with her sign um that's amazing on her but, own. yeah on her own and then you see all the people that joined her and that like the movement that happened that was the Fridays for the future and then it, it's so positive and I think also joining like I have a local email chain coming in from Bath's Greenpeace so I can see, like, what progress they're making in the area and, like, sign different protests that they recommend. And that's, yeah, that's nice and gives you hope. Well, wasn't that an episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think this is the end. And this is fun because we get to choose what we're going to talk about next week. Well, this is not the podcast notebook. So we're just going to make it. Oh, no. <laughs> my notebook. Okay. Um, what do you week. want to discuss next Should we week? decide now? Or do all of our fans want to... Um, want to get ready? Want to, like, give us their... Schedule it in your minds. They oh. might want to give us their recommendations yeah. this week. Do we have any fans? We have so many fans <laughs> by now. We have, like... Four? Four? Five? It's a good amount. <laughs> to be honest, actually, let's just check. I'm curious, how many Spotify views have we had? Do we have? Yeah, I'm curious. Maybe, like, maybe we should leave it open this week and not tie ourselves down to anything. That's a good idea. And we'll maybe. see. We'll see what the fans want. See what the fans want. <laughs> it might, like, something might come up during the week that we yeah. think, yeah, let's do it. Oh my god, wait. We have eight listeners. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Six followers, eight listeners, 32 streams, and 59 stars. 59 stars? 59 people have started it and stopped <laughs> I'm happy with that. <laughs> That's so cool. They, they clicked on it at least. Yeah, they listened and went, nope. They heard, that sucks. Heard, welcome to Bath Cafe. <laughs> and they were like, no, no. 
two of us big mouth. Oh, come on! And they were like, no, goodbye. Bye, that sucks. Which I think is what my brother did. I would do that. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, okay, if you got this far, <laughs> thank this you. This is the end. Um, and we'll, we'll leave you hanging because we don't know what topic we're going to do next week. We'll decide. It's we'll let you know. Maybe, maybe more pop, like, yeah, a little fun, more fun. Episode. We'll go back to like clubbing vibes. Yeah, and or we might start doing a few topics in each episode. Yeah, like our weekly thoughts roundup. I also yeah. feel like we don't really introduce ourselves that much. Maybe we'll we we'll get to know us a little bit more. Yeah, we could do. Oh, we could do like weekly experiences that we've had. <laughs> yeah, that would be cute. Like, not that anything's happening really. No, not really. But, but still, that would be fun. We could mm. talk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Well, see you. No. <laughs> You'll hear me. Sadly. Maybe we'll get some questions from you guys. Hmm. Phone in. Oh my god, wait, can we like do that next week? What? Like questions? I just feel like I love prompts. Mm, so and I would I. love to I'd, I'd love, love to do like an advice. advice. Oh yes. Okay, wait, if you have any questions, our Instagram is at Bath Cafe Diaries. There you go. That's all you need to know. Bye. Take some editing. Awful. Yeah, it is. That's okay, funny. it's the end, but it might take like 10 minutes safe. Phoebe, you can talk now. Phoebe! Yeah. You can talk now. <laughs> you can make noise. I'm getting you dead. a leg. Oh god, it's the thing with sitting in a bathtub. <laughs> In today's episode, we're going to be talking about all of that. I'll talk about it all. Your pee's still on the podcast. Mm. Like the first one. The first yeah. one. Had my pee and Demi's pee. It did, yeah. Fashion is responsible for 10% of the global carbon footprint. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Blush. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Stop that horrible noise that it makes. Gosh, who knows what the issue is there? But I don't want to know. So that's the thing. I don't question things that are going on in our house that probably aren't yeah, that great. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that kind of thing. Oh my god, I was literally like watching Demi Lovato's documentary, <laughs> like almost crying, drawing. <laughs> <laughs> and did, like, you, did you know it was going to be them? When yeah, you the door. I thought it'd be Phoebe. So I was like, come in. And I then know I, 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 I was like, hello. And I, I was like, say, come in. Yeah, <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry about all my washing everywhere." And they were like, "It's fine, it's oh fine." It was uh, yeah. Oh. I opened the door to them, and it was just like, that boy in a mask, and I was like, "I don't know you." Do it's I? Hi, like, come on in. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> um, and then she appered, and we were just like, "We're here for a high speed." I was like, oh. I feel like I came across as really rude because mm. I was like, "Really?" 
Like, and she was like, yeah, we have a nice view. And I was like, we didn't know. <laughs> it was just like I was comprehending the situation. That's so funny. And, then, and also because I was thinking about maybe they've got the wrong house like we did. Oh. Because I didn't know about it. And it was just on my mind and I almost told her that story. And then I was just like, no, just stop. <laughs> she doesn't care. I love it. So I went to the shop. Oh. <laughs> but you went to the shop afterwards. Mm-hmm. Oh. To avoid them. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I didn't. I just stayed in my room. I just left Phoebe. I did stop my documentary in the living room. <laughs> I was just like, I remember when they came in. I was watching the documentary, and then I was like, Oh my god, Demi Lovato was like talking about her experience with drugs, and I was like, closed it really quickly, and I was like, Hi. <laughs> I was like, sorry about my washing. Gosh, yeah, sorry about my mess. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I'm glad I wasn't actually as much of a mess as I could have been. I know. I, I cleaned my room afterwards because I felt guilty. <laughs> But like, I, don't know, I feel like I've had mornings recently yeah. where I've still been like sat in my like robe. Oh my god! Like, I've had mornings where I'm naked. Yeah, I'm really quite. Glad. And I come in like, hello, come yeah. in. <laughs> and they're like, okay, that's new. Student problems. I really, I did not I expect it today. Actually, I'm glad I wasn't just like half asleep yeah. on my bed in my robe. That would be awful. I, yeah, have been recently. <laughs> I was just at my desk, luckily. <laughs> Oof. I love that. I also just think, on another note, we should just introduce ourselves more. Yeah. In this episode, I want to crop it down even more. It's a bit long. Maybe we could have, if we say anything funny, but it's really not relevant. Mm. We could always have weird little bloopers at the end, like Damon does. Yeah, I love bloopers. Because you can kind of hear, uh, you know, our experiences in the week. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Because I feel like we include all the like serious, like talk bit where we're saying something mm. that sounds. I do like including all the blooper bits because they make me laugh. Yeah, I feel like that is more mm. kind of It is more honest as well. Um, it's raining slightly because there's the cushions on the balcony. Oh, oh. a lot? Yeah, they should be. I mean, they might, like, there's a possibility they might get molded. Oh, we could wash them though, you can wash Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. You didn't bring the pillars in, did you? No. No, we didn't. And now it's torrential rain. We are almost done as well, but it's fine. We can put them in there. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. It's natural. <laughs> oh, no. Well, like, because that was nine, you know, thousand mm. years ago. Mm. That was pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty nice. Nice, you know. They lived equally and like digging up their food. Yeah. I assume. I don't know. Don't know how they live. I don't know <laughs> where their animals were. Were they on top of the roofs? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? It's interesting. Or were they like in a field nearby? You do. When they cooked, it would have had to go out of that one hole in the roof. <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting. I should cut out this 30 minutes. I'm thinking, have we said anything valuable? I think we might have said like one or two because you did introduce the book. I did. (laughs) We'll take that. You can enjoy going through this. Okay. I think I might have a crisis when I listen to this. (laughs) (sighs) I'm leaning towards the wrong way. (laughs) Okay. 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 Talking to the toilet. Okay, I'm lost. It's fine. God, this is going so badly. Uh, okay, same. wait. Uh, 
I don't know. Do we need to say that again? Yeah. Okay, we'll start again. <laughs> <laughs> I felt my rib crack because I laughed so loud. Oh, no. <laughs> um, like the back. Yeah. I don't know how to word things. Okay. I've been thinking Wait. too much. Uh, yeah, the tap dripping. Yeah, I bet that'll be deep in the background of this. I just oh, hope this could adds work. to the Bath Cafe Diaries. It does. There's a dripping tap. Yeah. <laughs> but also, again, I feel like every, in every single thing we're talking about, so I'm talking so much, there should be this, like, you should just remember the... Ah, oh, all my words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's say that again. Do they still have the wrap tops? I mm. <laughs> didn't see it there. I'm sure it is there. Oh, I'm white. Oh my gosh, yes they do. It's so expensive. It's cute. The cream, it's so cute. Oh, the cream is really cute. I'm <laughs> just getting off. <laughs> Isn't it nice? Shopping. I love sustainable stuff, it's so cool. It's so cute in summer. They, they also have this one, I don't like it as much, but it's more like oh, different like fabric. actually. I like the creasiness of that fabric, it is cute. Hello? Hello. Um, we were just fi- we were just finishing our podcast, and we we're literally going to be like two minutes. So we were just going to say, no, it's fine. But like, you want us to? Can we just like we're ending it? Yeah, Almost just done. just literally while we say this like ending. Are you going to be in there though? That makes me want to cry. It's fine. I can. I, it. I don't really mind. You <laughs> could listen to it. Yeah, there you go. We'll do that at the end. <laughs> Yes, we need some. This has been very negative. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's fine. Go charity shopping. Yeah, just do it again. Yeah.